Hello. Hey. Okay, real quick before we kick off the episode, we want to make you aware of a contest that we are launching on our website. It's our it's our first contest. Get excited. Okay, Ooh. here's how it works. There's two parts to this contest, so pay attention. I've had a wine smoothie, so I hope that I can explain it clearly. <laughs> okay, so the first thing you have to do is go to our iTunes and leave us a review. If you don't remember how to leave a review on iTunes, it's okay because it's very confusing. <laughs> Open up your iTunes podcast app. You have to search for our show. If you're already subscribed, thank you so much. But you still you have to search. You have to search. <laughs> so once you get, once you search and you find our page, um, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Boost, um, then you can leave us a review in the review tab. So because I don't want anyone leaving like personal information or anything on their review. After you leave a review, or if you've left a review in the past, you can go to our website, cleareyesfullheartsplusbooze.com slash contest, and you can fill out your info, and you can enter to win one of the amazing Friday Night Lights zines that you see floating around on the internet. We have two to give away, so that's really fun. It's an international contest. We'll ship it anywhere. Um, so we're giving away two, and this contest, when should we end it? Like end of February? Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so um, this contest will end on February 28th. So. 2017. Get all, get your reviews in. If you listen to us now and you love us and you maybe have communicated with us, maybe you haven't, but you have left a review, leave a review. It's be- a perfect time. It's a perfect time to leave a review. What a time to be alive. A time to win a zine. And if you've already left a review, that's fine. Just go fill out the contest form with the information that you left on your review. And your email address. And then that's how we'll be able to contact you if you're a winner. Awesome. Oh, and we're not judging the reviews by like content. We're going to pick randomly. We will pick randomly. Um, So thank you. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey. (laughs) This is how I started. (laughs) That's not a bad way to start it. It's okay. Uh, welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Plus Booze, the podcast. As if it would be anything else. Welcome to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Plus Booze, the TV program. What, you can't see us? <laughs> this is... Um, Adjust your screens. <laughs> well, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Plus Booze, the I survived story of how we were oh fucking stuck God. in a car for like two hours just now. You guys, we've been through hell and back <laughs> trying to do this. We just went out to get a simple microphone and cable and it turned into... So on the way home, we stopped for pizza. And I don't know anything about vehicles and how they operate. <laughs> so we waited for in the car for 25 minutes for our pizza. And then I went in to pay for it. And when I came out, I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then we tried to start the car and it wouldn't start. Because I had the radio on. And apparently when it's like extreme cold temperatures and you keep your car on... It's bad for the battery. You guys, this is a PSA from us to you. <laughs> Be careful, especially if you're alone. Luckily, Ooh, we had each other oh and we were near a Tim Hortons. Seriously. But like, if we were in the middle of nowhere, that could have been the end of the podcast for real. The, fr- <laughs> the first question the woman asked on the roadside assistance was, are you in a safe location? Well, that's a good thing. I know, but it just makes you think like, what well, if I wasn't in a safe location? That would be scary. 
That would be the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah. So we made it out the other side of our own personal horror movie. and But now it's like midnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is going to just be fraught with emotion. And we're going to probably be crying and laughing the yeah, whole time. But we're going to push through. Um, so we start season three today. Oh my God. Which we did it. is a relief because season two is weird to say the least. Yeah. Season three really starts with a bang. It's like immediately on the right track. Yeah. Which like, I like it put, it puts you like back into like, it's, it really does a, it's best to sort of like level set everything mm-hmm. back to normal or back to like yeah what i want to know is like were they like always planning on having the characters in these situations at the beginning of season three like is that what they were setting the board for or are they like i think they were just like whatever we do now no one's gonna question it we just have to like make everybody normal again oh i think i guess we have to start to talk about how it's even on tv still right oh yeah true friday night lights was it's it was on nbc but then it was kind of like one of those like hulu netflix things that saves it so this weird small network called direct tv picked it up with like help from nbc i'm assuming because it aired later on nbc but it aired first on direct tv and then like later on in the season so i'm get like i don't know how i don't know the specifics that happens to like a lot of shows though like it happened to like arrested development where they thought they were being canceled and at the last second they got signed or picked up by something showtime or something i'm looking at this blog now and it's weird because this person is like would normally do a recap, but she said she hasn't been writing about it because she doesn't want to spoil it for people who don't get direct TV. Hmm. So I guess it was just a weird thing that some people knew what was happening and some people were waiting for it to air on NBC. If to you watch were like it. a mega fan, do you think like you would have gotten direct TV? Like how we were like immediately <laughs> got Crave TV when we thought we needed it? Well, I don't know because like I also don't know how things worked back then back then in 2008 you definitely could have watched it online in 2008 yeah oh like yeah like downloaded a torrent yeah or like streamed it i was streaming things back then i didn't do anything in 2008 i just watched dvds still we watched we were watching lost and we were watching gossip girl i remember oh interesting I was just watching oh, in the office. I watched all the office on online before I watched a DVD of it. I just watched like Star Trek box sets instead of like current television. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to watch Gossip Girl, so <laughs> it evens out. Um, so because season three is it's pretty much like a brand new experience. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be stuff that is not explained that they just launched into for the interest of like a seamless start to the season. So we're going to try to like either invent what may have happened during the weird break or 
is either going to be like super embellished and fantasized or like a realistic approach of what happened. Yeah, we're going to do the the missing episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so where do you want to start? Let's start with the Netflix summary. Oh yeah, true. I forgot all about that. We don't have Netflix anymore. We don't have Friday Night Lights on Netflix anymore. This um is generously donated by friend of the show Patrick Dunn. <laughs> you guys remember him? Uh, actually, Katie texted him being like, we need all the Netflix summaries. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Patrick. Um, so the Netflix summary of this episode, which is called I Knew You When, hmm. is the press grills Coach Taylor about the upcoming season as the teachers grill his wife about the budget and necessary cutbacks. Fair. So the reason I'm so obsessed with season three Netflix summaries is because they're all so horrible. Definitely a new person came on to write them because you see that like how they said grill and grill. They that happens for every single yeah. summary. Yeah. Like don't use grill twice in the same <laughs> sentence. Okay. Okay. So the first person we're going to discuss is Tyra. So since we last, so last time we saw Tyra, her and Landry were sharing like a very romantic kiss where they finally decided that they would be a couple. Like literally the last time we saw them, it they had rectified all their drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're back in the school year. So all of the... So how long has it been like... At since, least three or four months. No, it's been oh yeah, way longer. Football, like at least six months. Okay, so wait. It would have ended in November at the latest. So December, January, February, <laughs> May, June, July. And then we know that school starts in August. So that was nine months. Holy fuck. It's it been, been another Gracie Bell. It could have been. <laughs> So nine months has passed and it's now the start of the next school year. Mm-hmm. And so a lot could happen in nine months. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Tyra is really focused on um, her school because she wants to apply to university because she's a senior now. Um, so I guess maybe she was like, it was like a, a summer of finding herself and that led to some kind of well, it's just weird because you would think if she really wants to buckle down and do school, there's no one better to do it with than Landry. Maybe he was like distracting because he loved her so much that she couldn't like, he seems like the type of dude that like you probably wouldn't be left alone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd be like obsessed with you. Well, clearly they fell into like a very comfortable routine because when he's at her house, um, Angela's like, Landry, can you fix the toilet, please? I really gotta go. Um, and so obviously he's like around their house a lot and like he's like one of the family. He like knows and how much toilet paper Mindy uses every time she goes to the bathroom. Like we know that Tyra, for better or for worse, is like a girl that wants like the thrill, like the passion and like that's not sexy. No. A guy who fixes a toilet. Like, that's amazing and nice <laughs> and thank you so much. But it's not... The, the thrill is gone. And I think that that's probably where they went wrong. Also, Landry is such a dean 
because you know how like Dean used to like oh, fix yeah. all their shit and change their water bottle exactly. and stuff. And Dean's not sexy. He is not. And when they, when Dean and Rory break up and Rory or and Lorelai like wants to like make things right with Dean, it's like really only because she needs her water bottle changed. Yeah. She's not trying to like be the bigger person. Yeah. He's a reliable, like Landry and Dean are reliable, <laughs> but not sexy. So that's where we are. So Tyra, but they're like still on okay terms and it kind of seems like they probably like don't do it anymore, but they're still good friends and that hasn't gone away, which is clearly very confusing for Landry. Yeah, because he was like holding her hand and stuff and she like recoiled from him, Mm -hmm. which so that I think like as much as we really like a lot of people... I don't know how to say this, but like we really wanted them to be together. Like mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds, we shipped them. Yeah. We, they just aren't meant to be, even though we think that they're like a perfect match. Like there's just something about them that's incompatible. Mm-hmm. So like they gave it the old college try two times and even committing a murder together doesn't Wasn't mean to that they're soulmates. So I think we have to let it go. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. Like we said, Tyra's trying to work on her grades and get them up to snuff. I don't know how GPAs work because that's not how we did things. So, um, like, Tyra has, like, this idea because her and Tammy have been working really hard to get her grades up of all these schools that she wants to go to. And to her, it's still attainable even though she hasn't really paid attention to what her GPA needs to be or should be. And when she meets with some like random ass vice principal, vice principal trucks, trucks, (laughs) he basically just like looks at her and he's and says like, you can't, how did you ever think you're going to apply to these schools? Like he's such a piece of shit. He has no, like he's so rude, has no, I can't like approach situation properly. Yeah. He's terrible at the job of guidance counselor. And for some reason has no like file of like her record of her history or what like the action plan is. So like. Yeah, he has her file because he knows what she had when she was a freshman. But he's not like she's not like looking at like the plan or like the anything that Tammy would have taken notes on probably about like what the progress is and like what the goal is. He just looks at it and goes like, you're garbage. Like, why are you wasting my time? Yeah, he's clearly like overworked and like not suited to be a guidance counselor because he's a vice principal, not a guidance counselor. <laughs> and then in true like Tyra form, um, thinks that it's like something wrong with her and that she shouldn't try to like be better and that she'll, she's destined to like one future and one future only. Well, we hear her like echo what Angela said like last season or even in season one, maybe, about how Tammy shouldn't, like, put the idea in her head that she could go to a different school. Yeah. Like, go to a state school because it's, like, just not in the cards for her, which is sad that she internalized that. Um, But, yeah, and Tammy's like, don't give up. Like, we we can do it together. But Tammy has her plate full. We're going to talk all about Tammy, and you're going to see that nothing... (laughs) Yeah, she, she doesn't, doesn't have, have time. She doesn't have time, but she needs to make time. Um, but then Tyra like gets a wake up call when she sees um, Billy 
who's finally dating Mindy, our favorite the best relationship. relationship of the whole series. Yeah, so he's so they're so in love. So they've been they've only been dating for five weeks. They really could have stretched that out over the nine months that the show's been. They gone could have for. been dating for nine months, but no, only five weeks. That's and fine. then <laughs> he proposes to her at like this cool like hoedown situation. Yeah, like a weird like Mexican cowboy establishment. Oh, it's seven, isn't it like Seven Sisters Cantina or something, something like, like that? that? Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful, and they really love each other. But Tyra's like, this can't be my future. Yeah, she's nervous of that life because she assumes that like it's just gonna play out mm-hmm. in one way. Yeah. Well, her mom even says like, there's maybe even a man in this room that you could marry, marry which. Is- is no one wants to think about that. <laughs> I would never marry anyone in a cowboy cantina. I probably would. <laughs> um, so yeah, ultimately she like regains her confidence thanks to Tammy. I, w- I wonder if like Tammy coached her in her speech to the principal, to the vice principal. Oh, she goes maybe. to Tammy's house and she's like, I need help. And Tammy's like, come on in. It's like also probably midnight and Tammy's wearing her like pajama shorts, but (laughs) with open arms. Yeah. So Tyra essentially had like nine months to like be in a relationship, break up with her boyfriend and then refocus all of her energy on herself, Mm -hmm. which is a good way to focus your energy. And if some guy thinks that he's going to tell her that she's not going to be able to achieve her dreams, she's going to come back with this amazing speech. Here's my application for the University of Texas. I'd appreciate your thoughts on it. Also, I'm gonna be running for student council president. Here's my petition with all my signatures. One more thing. Don't tell me that I can't get into college ever again. If I don't get in, then you can call me an idiot. But I don't wanna hear that from you again. See, I don't accept that fate for myself and I'm gonna do everything in my power to avoid it. Um, and good for her. Yeah, this totally. sets her off on like such a good, like path. Yeah, and you feel like inspired and like empowered by her a little mm-hmm. bit because like even when stuff gets her down, um, she rebounds now. I think quicker and quicker from every stumble. And she like refuses to be a victim of her circumstances. Yeah, she wants more. Yeah, she's a lot like. Smash. She kind of is a lot like Smash. I was just thinking that. Like of everyone in the show, she's the only one that like really um, like creates a future for herself. Mm-hmm. Um. So literally last time we left Lila, she was dating Logan. Oh my God. I, f- I always forget about that. Because it just ends so abruptly. Yeah. Because like even at the end of season two, there was really no indication. Like we all knew low key that she had this thing for Tim, but there wasn't like a situation where you would think they would break up. You know, there was that weird, like he didn't want to have sex with her thing, but. But she saw like how her future could be with yeah. if she stayed with him. So I think he probably broke up with her. Do you think that she like stopped being as Christian and he like I think she tried to have sex with him she again kept trying to have sex with him <laughs> and he was like are you even a Christian, Christian? and she's like mm. no <laughs> uh, and I got I got to go I got to go pray just kidding um so yeah I think probably that's what happened like she was 
probably like too pushy. Like she was, and also maybe wishy washy on what her like ideals mm-hmm. really were. And he probably were like, was like, we probably we don't have the stuff in common I thought we had in common. Yeah. Which you know, poor Logan, he's just trying to find like a good Christian wife to like be married to for their youth. <laughs> Shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> yeah. So now he he's out of the picture. Think. Christ. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Um, so she's, so Lila's not a Christian anymore. But we get a fucking crazy surprise when. Oh, yeah. So she's living in Buddy's house and it's all revealed very quickly that, um, that Pam has moved to Northern California with Kevin to be a fig farmer. She's in what looks like her old house her old or bedroom. her house yeah and buddy's back in that house because pam is gone yeah so buddy's just really excited that she's with him and she didn't move to california even though she really should have moved to california she should have but she probably was like i want to finish my senior year like it's crazy with my friends i don't even think she has any friends no <laughs> she's lost her bible group friends totally um so she she is in their house and we learn that she's harboring Tim as like a secret BF in the closet. And so she's really not a Christian anymore. It's like before, the old Lila wouldn't have done that. It's before school. And well, he's, he sees the night. I know. But like he should have just left the second that like the sun came up. Yeah, I guess. he was cutting it too close. Yeah, they love the danger. Clearly. I think Tim listens to like a lot of Taylor Swift songs and just like that's the kind of relationship that he wants. He wants like mm. a blank what's it what's that song called? Blank sleep. That's what the song's called. Yes. We clearly don't know anything about Taylor Swift. Yeah, past blank sleep. Blank page. Blank page. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but that's not even the song you're talking about. I'm thinking about the song where she's always like, boys only like love when it's torture. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I thought like, probably like probably more like, it's like our song is a slam screen door. <laughs> that's like, that's oh, a Taylor maybe, Swift yeah. that he feels. Okay. Um, so they, it's shocking kind of that they're like together. It's surprising because they were like resisting it for so long. And when it finally happened, there's I no, wish I could have seen it. There's it no would have been explosive. Up. I think like they tried to like surprise us with it, which is like the least they could do. Mm-hmm. But it would have been interesting to see like how they hooked up. It would have been so like romantic kind of and just like crazy. Like passionate. Yeah. Because they've been resisting for so long. Um, yeah. So like how do you think they got together? I don't know because he didn't seem like he was going to give up right that he was just Mm going to keep pursuing her I feel like probably he like they came across each other when she was really sad that she got dumped I think like he was working late at the radio station and she was working late at the radio station or like would she still have been working late at the radio station in our fantasy world where Logan dumped her. So maybe she has to go back to like hang to like up her, her headphones or yeah. something, right? And he's like comes in and he's like, Oh, like what are you doing here? It's so late. And then she like tells him all the bad stuff that happened. And then he 
is like being really nice to her. Mm-hmm. And then they just like do it on the floor of the radio station. And it's Whoa. like a last F you to Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck you, Logan. Maybe. Um, so yeah, so she's kind of with Tim, kind of not. They're kind of hiding it. They're kind of friends with benefits. It's all very vague. But they get mad at each other when like at some like someone else gets in the mix or like the rally girls are there, the other girls that um in school that think Tim is hot are like flirting with him. It doesn't sit well with well, Lila. Lila is like Lila is I'm back to this. She kind of is the worst. Yeah. Like she's really, really awful to Tim, who admittedly like is not great, but she can see how much he likes her and she keeps like nothing he can do is ever good enough for her. And yet she still like wants to have him like on the line. Yeah. So she'll just like berate him like at school or she'll just be like, you're not like, you're not good enough for me. You're not like a serious person. Yeah, or like you, like you scare me because like of all the things we've known about Tim for years. Right. Like you can't, force him to like fit this mold yeah so she's trying to force him to fit a mold that she's created in her head that he doesn't fit into which isn't fair no um and like it's just dumb because like they just have loved each other for this whole time and they they can just never come to a mutual a place of mutual understanding where it's like, do you want to be my girlfriend and do you want to be my boyfriend? They are too stubborn or something. I think the issue is that she's just like, she wants it to be a certain way and it never will be that way. Yeah. So. But the heart wants what it wants. It wants a hot, drunk, smelly guy. Like, <laughs> don't we all? Um, so at the so then they play football. We might touch on that a little bit more later. But after the football, there's a there's one of those parties at Buddy's. Yeah. Um, and Tim just says, like, we don't have to tell anyone that we're together as long as like you you'll stay with me. Which like to me is very sad and pathetic. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like he's doing what she wants him to do, but it's at the expense of what he wants. And that's not fair of her. But, but does that make him like a like ultimately like a genuine like guy, like a genuine like he cares for her for real? Yeah, but it I just think it's sad that she is forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do. Yeah. And like no one wants to be like yeah I'll be with you but it's a secret like no one wants that that's not nice you want to like be able to like be like proud and happy about the person you're with yeah Um, and so like once he says that Lila like changes her mind mm -hmm. and kisses him in public like very public because the whole town is at this party yes and her dad is there and he sees and he's pissed he's like eating I don't even know what he's eating like probably shrimp like so angrily yeah so it's now they're official yeah it's a fish um but that doesn't solve the problem 
Where did Santiago go? Oh my god, it's, yeah, Santiago was gone because if Buddy doesn't live in that house anymore, he's not living with Buddy. There's no indication of where he went. If he still he's goes to the school, the we didn't team. see him one time during the game montage or like the practice stuff. Or the pep rally. Like, did he go back to jail? That's did he too graduate? Sad. Maybe did he graduate. Okay, maybe he graduated. I hope he did. He looked real young. Maybe he's just living in Buddy's apartment. Like solo? He like got a job. He graduated, got a job, and Buddy left him the apartment. Yeah. I can live with that. And I like can sleep at night. For a year. <laughs> I can sleep at night yeah. knowing that. And Buddy's like, I did, like, this is all I can do for you, and now you have to spread your wings and fly. Touching. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he moved back once he finished school he moved back to be with his family that's a good one too i'm only hoping like i really hope something optimistic and like good because he was a type of person that like really could like wanted to change also yeah and he didn't want to go back at all like he didn't want that for himself so i hope like being with buddy for that short amount of time gave him the insight and (laughs) It's crazy that we're relying on Buddy to impart that, (laughs) but okay. It's you, I don't know. Yeah, well, this is the beginning of Buddy's, like, redemption. Like, this season is all about it. He kind of does, like, dumb shit with the... He's still, like, gonna only be, like, football forever. Like, football to the death of him. Um, But I think it works on his personal relationships a little more. Yeah, no, he turns he turns it out this season. I'm excited. <laughs> um, wine time. Yeah, should wine we time. refresh? Yeah, there's I think we more. should add ice because it's like just juice now. Yeah, I can reblend it. drinking smoothies with, with wine, wine in them. them. Um, this recipe is modified from when that first appeared on crazedmom.com. <laughs> it's essentially like just fruit blended with white wine. Yeah. It's good. It's like, it's weird because we've almost drank a bottle of wine. <laughs> but like. Oh my God. It's just like we've drank it like it's Did juice. Chris have any? No, he like took a sip and said, oh, that is tasty. And then he went away. So yeah, th- we, I just drank like a quart of bottle of wine. Cool. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, So we were inspired to make smoothies because of a the best scene in modern television. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode where the team is practicing, um, they have a new player who... Is, you, you all know. Is, you love to hate him. Peter I don't even, Pan. <laughs> I don't even love to hate him. Like I, yeah, I hate, I him. hate him so much. He's not good. Um, JD McCoy and the McCoy family have moved to Dylan because they want their like a prodigy football son to be molded by Coach Taylor. Um, and they're pulling out. They moved specifically to Dylan so that he could be taught by Coach Taylor. It's so weird. It's psychotic. 
And they think that the Taylors are on their level too, which is another misstep. Mm -hmm. The McCoys are like, we're going to pull out all the stops and, you know, flaunt our like money and try to, you know, give, give people gifts and bribes and stuff to get coach to notice our kid and to like fall in line with our family. So one of their first stunts is they send a smoothie truck, which Mm -hmm. is essentially an ice cream truck, but not, it is a smoothie truck to the football practice. Yeah. Because it's a hot day and they wanted all the players to be refreshed. So this like ice cream esque dinging truck drives up to the field and coach like instantly has a conniption because he doesn't understand what a joyful looking thing is doing in his presence. Yeah. And the best conversation occurs. <laughs> what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Oh, it's smooth. JD McCoy's daddy bought us all smoothies. Not for now, for after practice when we're done. Smoothies. Yeah, those frosty tangy things with the non-fat yogurt. I know what the hell a smoothie is. Tell him to get the hell off the field. You mean for good or come back later or what? I mean, tell him we don't need any damn smoothies. All right, I mean, tell him, right? all right, all right. Get that pink ass truck off the field. Just get him out of here. So coach instantly shuts down the smoothies. No one gets a smoothie, but we're having smoothies. Yeah, we're having smoothies in their honor. Um, It's good. It's good how mangoes make your mouth like chalky. You know what I mean? I was thinking that. Mangoes are like the most... I hate mangoes. They're like the most overrated fruit on earth. Like only buy them frozen in a bag, which is probably detrimental and creates garbage and the carbon footprint is probably astronomical, but so is a fresh mango and those are hard to peel and cut. I take it one step further and just say like, mangoes, do we need them? (laughs) Yeah. Do we, would we survive without mangoes? Answer, yes. Avocados on the other hand, no. Yeah. So if we're going to degrade all of our natural resources for fruits and vegetables, make sure that they're like actually beneficial. Yeah. But anyway, this is what we have. It's pretty good. Yeah. We just blended white wine, um, frozen mangoes, raspberries. And then the second batch we added ice because it was like all melty. Um, I think that Tammy would drink this. I think Tammy's somewhat of a crazed mom in this episode. She's been a crazed mom since Coach went off to TMU and she yeah. was alone with that newborn baby and Glenn became her pseudo-husband. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, we were talking about how Tammy would be like, I want wine, but I like feel cold coming on, so I also want that vitamin C. Yeah. So she'd like have like a brain child to mix them together. Yeah, you know that scene in that '70s show where Kitty's like pouring oh the God. tequila in the blender. That's like Tammy She's with the a wine bottle. Mom. She is the queen of crazed moms. Kitty is like the one thing from that '70s show that like really still applies to my life. Today. Yeah, everything else in that show falls away, but she's a constant guiding light. Yeah, I love her, and even her and Red's relationship is very beautiful. Yeah, it's a good one. It doesn't get talked about enough on like best TV couples. It's like, yeah, we get it. Coach and Tammy really love each other, but what about Red and Kitty? It's they still have a very healthy sex life. It's because they're, they're super old. It's their because they're old and not like glamorous that they get like glossed over i think mm-hmm. um, but like fucking ross and rachel that makes me want to bark oh that is not a good tv couple. no no offense <sighs> if you like that 
But come on, Ross and Rachel versus Red and Kitty. Yeah, there's no concrete, solid foundation for Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel were pretty much Tim and Lila, where he was obsessed with her. She wanted nothing to do with him, only wanted him when she couldn't have him. And then everyone got sad and angry and mad and it was horrible. Their relationship was sums it up. Their relationship was born out of like like spite kind of. Yeah. I never really wanted them together. No. I wanted Rachel and Joey to be together cuz they were really cute when they were together. Yeah. Who does Joey end up with? No one. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Should we do a quick <clears throat> review review? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Um I just I think that these speak for themselves, so I think it should just be a review review. Okay. Okay, I'll read the first one. <laughs> um this is the greatest podcast ever. I listen whenever I'm doing nothing, which is most of the time. <laughs> this Same. podcast has significantly changed my life for the better. My goal is now to be a guest on this podcast. Anyway, please never stop doing this podcast. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> 10 out of 10, I would listen all day. That's Damn. really... Okay, we're not reviewing, but... Thank you for that review. You. Yeah. Um, the, they left us five stars, which was really Thank nice. Thank you. And then the next one is pretty succinct. The next one says, does the job. <laughs> five stars. Who could ask for more? I'm happy to showcase this review. It is meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it means more to us than you know. Um, so again, I really appreciate any review that we get and we will read them and we will take any uh, critique or advice. Okay. So thanks for those reviews. Yeah, I love reading reviews. Me too, obviously. I love feedback. I love when people tell me about myself. <laughs> Please tell me about myself. Yeah, I crave it. Um, and also it helps other people find the show, which is amazing. That's like the most beneficial thing is like any kind of like leverage on iTunes. Actually, I think it goes like a long way, mm-hmm. like longer than we actually anticipate or know about. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Because there's a lot of people that need Friday Night Lights content because, like, we still need it and it's yeah. been years later. Yeah. We need to talk it out. Yeah. Talking is very beneficial. It's, like, therapeutic, kind of. It literally is. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, what we're, like, our style of talking is probably therapeutic. Yeah, it's just nice to get out of your own head. Take everything that's in your head and shove it out of your mouth. <laughs> and then that's it. Okay. So. I love these smoothies. I know. The, like, Mr. McCoy, I don't know what J.D. McCoy's dad's first name is. I was trying to remember, too. Like, I definitely knew at one point. Yeah. I'm just going to go with Mr. McCoy. People my, are going to be mad at us. My J. notes. J.D. Literally said J.D. McCoy equals demon. Mr. McCoy equals demon. J.D. McCoy hasn't done anything yet. I was actually thinking when um, they play football and coach puts J.D. in at the end and he like, you know, plays really well and he just like takes off his helmet and he's like happily running to the Mm -hmm. sidelines. You're like, 
this is a kid that just really loves football and his dad is just being a, a, an overbearing asshole. asshole about it. And so you get this like fleeting moment of like, look at that proud, beautiful, yeah. all-American <laughs> athlete. But little do we know. It's so weird that they call him Jason Street reincarnated. Because Jason Street is not, not dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also another weird moment is when... Um, Co- like they're watching him in practice and Max like oh like he actually is like pretty good and coach is like wait until his marbles drop <laughs> <laughs> which is weird and I guess like do teen boys get like clumsy when they go through puberty I don't know because he's a freshman so he's like pretty young he's like yeah, 14 he's or 15 right yeah like 14 year old boys are basically 8 year old boys yeah Girls go through puberty first. So by the time I was 15, I was like a full-fledged I looked like, like a big seasoned <laughs> woman by that age. I was giant and hairy and didn't know what to do. Bigfoots probably like, don't know what to do. That's like Bigfoot's like biography tagline. Aww. That's so depressing and sad, but I was uh, I was an equal. I was your equal. And that's why we're friends. <laughs> yeah, we had to like band together in a we world to make our way out of the forest <laughs> together <laughs> and now we're socialized and acclimatized to human activity and it's kind it's of a little bit better <laughs> yeah yeah this podcast is an exercise in making people hang out with us <laughs> uh so yeah jd is really young and i don't know i think it's like anybody going through puberty you're always running the risk that like something about them is going to change mm-hmm. like look at justin bieber look at who else had to survive puberty true and come out the other side well it's lucky because he's still a good singer he's very lucky because mm-hmm. like that also weirdly enough happened to usher and it was like a big deal really yeah hmm. um okay okay so um, what else do we have to like tie up in well, this episode? Smash something crazy. Oh happened my god, to him we can't these, escape the missing nine months. We can't. I know everyone had like a salad, like salad days the last nine months. Like also, we can't escape Smash being like the most heartbreaking person in the history of time. Yeah, like when is he gonna get? what he deserves which is the he world he deserves so much he's putting his heart and soul into everything and the universe is going like eh, like have a little bit of that but no yeah if anyone is deserving it's smash but in the nine months so he was so his suspension was lifted yeah and he, he was allowed to play and they made it to playoffs football wise yeah and then he got injured so and then they lost in the playoffs. And they didn't win state because because they didn't have a plan without him. Right, and coach is being is being like criticized we'll now, um, because Smash was like their superstar. So I think probably that was in the cards for Smash the whole time because of how closely it mirrors the movie. That's true, and Smash like lines up more with like booby. booby. <laughs> I, forget, I haven't said Booby's name in a long time. <laughs> it's been like literally a year since we watched the movie. Happy anniversary, Booby. Happy anniversary, Booby. Oh, you weren't <laughs> talking to me. 
Um, so yeah, so in the movie and in real life, Booby tore his ACL and he wasn't able to go on to play for a university, which is looks like what might happen to Smash, which is just so cruel. Because not only is Smash like weirdly the only black person on the football team, yeah, but he's the one that keeps getting like handed, you know, tough breaks, which is really sad. Yeah. And like it's not even where he's in school, like in university yet, where he, you know, can fall back on his school and continue going to school. Like he never went to he had hadn't gone to university. So he's working at the Alamo Freeze. It's like an extension of high school, but like more he's still more in the limbo. Mm-hmm. So he never even made it out. He wasn't even out the door and this happened to him. Yeah. It sucks. So he um He's like on the road to recovery. The doctor pretty much gives him a clean bill of health. Mm -hmm. But there's something like hindering him from like reaching his the same speed that he was when before he got injured. And he's been training with coach to kind of like um, like get him back into shape um, and build his strength up. And as like all the as his like recovery goes on, I think his like workout and training gets more intense. Mm hmm. And coach was just like, yeah, tell me what the doctor says. Like, if it's all good, then we'll just like continue. And we're going to try like this different, these different ranges of motion and it's all going to be fine. And smash is like hung up on the fact that he's not running like a half a second. He's a half a second off his like Mm -hmm. fastest speed or something or best time. Like how far? That weird loop that coach like makes him run around the pylons, which is probably like indicative of some kind of play. Mm. Football stuff. Football stuff that I don't understand. Um, Coach is such a good coach. He think of how much time he takes away from his personal life and family Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, now I got to take smash to a squash court and teach him a life lesson. Right. And like, if we know anything about coach, we know that like, he actually really does love his family and his wife. He's not one of those guys. that's like, okay, finally I get to get away. Yeah. And this is like a big sacrifice for him and he doesn't even care. Smash is like, coach, why do you want to help me? Like, I'm not your problem anymore. Like I graduated, like you should have your focus on everybody else. And coach is like, because I want you to get out of here so that you can succeed. Like, yeah, like he's not doing he's not a coach for himself. No, like he likes to see other people go on to like be great. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Smashes. I just feel like he needs a win, man. I know it's super. It's just depressing. Like, why? Like, why not? Make some other sad sack tear their ACL. Like, Smash has been through enough in season two. Like, Just, like, write him out on a high he note. was, like, doping? Yeah, because he thought he was not fast enough to be able to go to university. Like, he wants it so bad. This he, culture is mess. He wants it more than any other person. Oh, like, Smash wants it more than Tim. He wants it more than yeah. Matt because Matt kind of, like, stumbled into it also. It wasn't a dream of his. And Matt's the one with, like, the most talent. Smash is the one with the most talent. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was the like, one with yes. the least, Matt's the one with the, the least The least talent. amount of talent, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think they should have written Smash, because, like, Smash is, like, not going to be around forever, like, spoiler. But um, 
they should have like been able to just like write him out like with guns blazing like on on a a high high note. note yeah like I don't know why they have to keep pushing like the heartache factor along. It's like it's an it's enough. He's gone We've through know, his trials and tribulations. Know, yeah, we get it. So um, I don't know what that is supposed to mean, but yeah, like stop punishing like your minority characters. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, okay. So speaking of coach, coach has had a weird 9 months. Yeah, so um the something like cool and fun about this episode is that it starts with like um like an intro where coach has to go to a press conference and answer questions about the previous season and the season to come um and it's directed and edited in like a really fun way where coach is answering questions like diplomatically and vaguely like you do at a press conference um but it's interspersed with like the truth like a (laughs) like a loud like flashback and like, like a montage, montage situation so he'll be like um like what happened like how is smash and then coach is like oh smash is recovering just fine and then there's like a flashback of him, him getting getting hurt. tackled and then it's like oh so tim riggins is taking his place is tim going to be able to focus on the team and not run off to mexico again he will never <laughs> be able to live that shit no. down i like lost it when they said mexico um and then there's just like a flash to like a really quick montage of Tim like floating in a pool to mariachi music <laughs> and then like chugging a beer and then like just bending over and like puking, puking which is yes. so gross. So that was like unlike Friday Night Lights editing, but I really liked it. And it um, because it was at the very beginning of the episode, I was like, OK, so like season three. It got a lot of information across really quickly and f- in a fun way. Yeah. So I think they stepped up the like they maybe are doing something a little bit more artistic and less like like verite which yeah totally before um so because they lost in the playoffs they didn't make it to state so they weren't like back-to-back state champions um everyone's questioning coaches like strategy and like tactic because he built his team around smash and then when like they had to really work so hard when smash was out those three games in his suspension like mm-hmm. everyone was already down in the dumps because they were like we don't know how to play without him and it was already kind of like they were walking uh like i don't even know how to say this but they were already like didn't know what the future held for them right and then when it was like by the skin of their teeth they made it to playoffs and he gets hurt they fell apart we can assume so everyone is like why wouldn't you have a backup plan or why isn't there something else in place to ensure success if someone like that but gets hurt it's crazy because they're like that already was the backup plan because jason got hurt like I, like I, shitty player i mean good players keep like falling out that's not coach's fault like he can only make so much out of like a matt saracen Exactly. Um, so I think, uh, and his job was also kind of in jeopardy the first time. Like remember when they lost like those two games, the first season and people Mm -hmm. were putting for sale signs on his lawn. Yeah. So I like, I just think that it's one of those things where you do really well. People congratulate you and worship you. You fuck up one time and everyone turns against you. The stakes are high. He, so there's a thing buddy informs and there's a rumor going around of like a two game what do they call it like a two game 
Oh, there's they're just calling it the two game rumor. So like if right. after if they lose two games like that, he's going to get cut. But coach isn't like really aware that that chattering is that intense mm-hmm. or has been that intensified, um, which is like super shitty that like you can't even do your job in any capacity and people like want you to be fired. Yeah, people are being like, what is it like backseat quarterbacks? Imagine like in our jobs if we just like heard all the time around us like, oh yeah, they're probably gonna get fired if they like tomorrow if they don't like do this thing like well enough. That's some people's jobs. That sucks. <sighs> it's intense. I couldn't deal with that. No. Um. So, I don't know. Like, coach is gonna have to like he's mending the team a little bit he has tim playing smash's old position and tim hates it um and matt saracen the most insecure person of Mm -hmm. all time has to deal now with jd mccoy being like a really good natural talent it's like super emasculating for him because jd is like like we said like a tiny baby yeah (laughs) and he's already so much better than matt yeah. And it's like the voodoo thing all over again. Like I'm not saying that they're recycling plots, but like these things keep coming up. But that for also the characters. that also might be like a real thing that happens in football where like you make trades all the time for like trying to acquire better people or to develop a team. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there are situations where that happens and a high stakes position like quarterback or tailback if they find someone better, they're going to slot that person in in the interest of winning. Yeah. It's just like, we've seen what this does to Matt before. So from a character perspective, we're not really seeing anything new. No, but maybe like we thought he would gain some confidence Mm -hmm. and grow and just be able to accept the coach's decision and to know it wasn't personal, but Matt takes everything so personally. Matt didn't grow at all last season. Like, if Matt hadn't even been in the show last season, I wouldn't have missed it. Yeah, Matt was all over season one. And then season two, he just had that, like, that the dumbest plot ever. And Mm -hmm. it made me, like, kind of not like him. Like, season one, I loved him. And then season two, I didn't really like him that much. Yeah, I think I like him these next two seasons because he really finds himself. Yes, if, if he just, you know is true to himself. Exactly. But right now he's n- like nervous and like, yeah, like down fumbly. on himself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, coach is trying to build this team up. Is right. trying to ensure people it's not a development year. They're the same old Dylan Panthers. But he's also trying to avoid like pretty much outright getting bribed by the dad McCoy. Yeah. (laughs) The Um, real McCoy. Who tries to apologize to him by giving him like a huge bottle of probably like very expensive scotch. And Cuban cigars, which were illegal in 2008. Were they? Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That's why they're special. Oh, well, whatever. (laughs) They're gross. (laughs) Um, So... Coach is trying to like feel out what the McCoys are doing, and he also like wants to give his new player a chance without see- seeming like he's giving him a special treatment. It's like for Coach, it's like a 
very delicate game. Yeah, he has to play his cards extremely carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he does play JD McCoy, it's at a really good time because they're they've already they're already up by like over 30 points they're in the last couple minutes like they're gonna win the mm-hmm. game so he puts him in as like we'll just test drive this kid right you know it's a perfect opportunity for him to get his feet wet and he scores two touchdowns <laughs> like without even trying yeah it's it's crazy so finally we come to the person who's had the most drastic career change and Katie and I racked our brains for like the whole time we were locked in the car. <laughs> yeah, we did some intense Googling. We're just trying to think like, how is this possible? Could it be possible? Did enough time go by? What's, you know, what's the background that you need? It's to- not possible. So the first scene, I think it's the first scene. Yeah. Um, everyone's driving to school together in the morning and it becomes evident that Tammy is now the principal of Dylan High School. And which is fine. Good job, Tammy. You're now the principal. That's great. But we don't know how she became principal. I I'm not seeing she's not well educated or smart or hardworking. I don't think she has a master's degree in education and I don't think she has two years of classroom teaching experience and I don't think she's taken a principal's prep course and passed the corresponding exam. I just don't think it happened. And then applied for a principal job that has happened to be available like in your town. To me, that's the most believable part of it because as we like quickly find out, the school's a fucking mess. No one wanted to be principal, clearly. Public school is like a, a heinous joke that we all had to participate in. We made it out alive. Well, I, it's not like, it's not the fault of public school. It's the fault of the system. It is the it fault exists. of the system. But I, don't like, think, I don't think private school should exist. There's just got to be a happy That's medium me. that we can strike where like people get accommodate, like kids get accommodated. Wait, and I don't think that there should there's be resources. I think all that money should go towards everyone. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> uh, so like Tammy is a principal now. The vice principal seems to have been the vice principal forever because he just knows the deal about what's going on in the school. I don't know why that vice principal didn't become the de facto principal when the previous principal yeah, left. Yeah, like the deputy principal. Yeah. Like, because Tammy seems oblivious to what her job actually entails. It's like no one briefed her on what her job is, what she's responsible for, what she's going to face walking into the school on her first day of work. Cause she walks in super happy, mm-hmm. like it's gonna be a great year. Like there's hello, basically hello. like a romantic comedy soundtrack, like flanking her as she walks in. Yeah, and she's just like bubbly and like you know happy go lucky. And then when the vice principal is like, "Yeah, here are the real issues that we're gonna deal with today, and the budget's due at the end of the week, and four of our teachers quit because they're not getting paid enough money," she's like, "Didn't I thought the teachers got laid off?" Oh yeah, the teachers got laid off, and one of the teachers quit because they w- wanted to go to another school to make enough more bleh, to make enough money. And a lot of the teachers are like buying supplies like out of their own pocket, which sucks. Um, and I'm the Spanish sure, teacher doesn't speak Spanish. I'm pretty sure that my teacher buys all the supplies for our class. Out I think of his a lot of teachers do. Pocket. 
Anyway, so things are looking bleak. Tammy has to decide between chalk and soap. And she wishes she was kidding, but it's a real item on the budget. So as she's balancing the budgets, Buddy comes in. Um, And as you recall, Buddy is a booster. Buddy's rich. For the Panthers or maybe the athletic department. Unsure where that boundary lies. So he... Yeah, I guess it's the Panthers organization yeah which uh, encompasses all the teams but obviously most of the money goes to football so he proposes a jumbotron for their field um because didn't jd mccoy senior put the bug in his ear i think probably joe mccoy joe okay Okay. oh yeah because the dad and mom have the same name as me and joe joe and katie mccoy It was there. It was there all along. Just had to bring it to the forefront. Um, And when, even when Buddy presents like the Jumbotron to the mayor, they're like, oh, this will give us national attention and national like visibility. Like we'll be able to be on E, like ESPN, which I I don't understand what they're talking about, but somehow having- Why can't they already be on it? Having a Jumbotron somehow propels you to this like elevated state of your facility. It's pretty fucking cool. Like it's fine. And the way that he sells it to Tammy, he's like, if you've ever seen anyone get proposed to at a football game, it's beautiful. But he's a softy, a romantic he, at the heart. The thing is, is that he thinks he's going to install this jumb- jumbotron and people are going to be engaged on it, like left, right, and center. And when someone doesn't get engaged, he's going to be like so bummed. I think people would. And Dylan, if that jumbotron was installed... Billy would have been proposing to Mindy on that Jumbotron instead totally. of in a cowboy bar. I'm not saying I'm pro Jumbotron. I'm just saying. I'm not anti Jumbotron. But you have to kind of be anti Jumbotron in the circumstances that are unfolding presently. It's just, it's really hard because it's Buddy's money. Yeah. And like, Buddy's like, here's money for this specific thing. Tammy pretty much just gets check like a check with nothing she says whoa that's a lot of zeros or something like that i love i want people to say the exact amount every time i'm very curious to see how much jumbotron costs because like a lot of zeros like if it was like thirty thousand dollars that's like four zeros yeah that's not that many zeros yeah so how much does a jumbotron cost you think like a hundred thousand dollars that's what i would say that's what i'd say it's a lot. But I think like where the dilemma lies is that yes, that's his money and he's giving it to her with like the intention that he wants this specific thing. But she in good conscience is like, oh my God, like I'm my public school. Cause she still somehow oversees that as well. Cause she's the principal of everything. She, it's so hard to explain to people like, yeah, like it was an outside donation or it's from the booster club. It's for the athletic department. And then at the same time say like, we don't have enough teachers and we can't afford right. supplies. It just, like, I totally get both anyway. sides and I definitely get Tammy's side, but I think that probably she like, I think she should have like just refused the money. Yeah. She should have refused it. She, she at the end says she's going has to allocate the funds, which doesn't make sense to allocate them to school facilities 
or like to for things that they need at the school. So she's probably going to have like equal like even it out amongst the athletic department no she said she's gonna use it for education but you can't that doesn't make sense that she would do that why because it's buddy's money she can't like take but buddy's it's... money and spend it on paper yeah she can't really made out to the school oh really yeah, it's, it's not a ma- check made out to the school that's like then she shouldn't do that you're right she should refuse the money yeah because it's not like to the athletic department like it's she i'm pretty sure that the way it worked is that she like she received money to the school and then she has to like make the purchase like on the school account right that's super weird like it kind of buddy should be like a nervous for all money he hands over to that school because it's not like going he might not go to the panthers right well like apparently there's like never been a problem before. the old principal probably got like fucking fired because he was like taking all of buddy's money and like buying ice cream machines with it remember when they broke an ice cream machine in the cafeteria oh, yeah um so yeah so that this presents like already it's like tammy's first day and she's already like really stepped on toes like it yeah it sucks that they don't have enough money like god knows that really makes me sad and upset because public education is important but it's buddy's money and like that's what he wanted it to go to and he can't you can't just be like thanks for this insanely huge amount of money i'm gonna do whatever i want with it yeah but like buddy should care more about education but the fact is he doesn't he doesn't care but then i wonder like if buddy can then just be like well i don't want to like can i recant my donation like can i take it back yeah maybe next episode he will we'll see everyone was like but everyone was stoked on the jumbotron and tammy couldn't like like with a good conscience like make that decision and like leave everybody else floundering yeah she could hire back like probably two teachers for that money yeah, and then she's noticing discrepancies in the athletic department anyway. That like oh, yeah. they don't the AC is broken in the school, but coach's office is like a toasty or no a chilly like sixty one yeah. degrees because that's how he likes it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So that's what I like. Yeah, it's, it's uh, don't you recognize the temperature? It's uh, it's what I like. How is it so cool in here? It feels like it's sixty eight degrees. It's the way I like it. It's the way I like it. And Bobby already brought this to our attention last year, but he has brand new monitors. Yeah, they got new computers. So this is where Tammy and Bobby need to join forces. If only they didn't like write Bobby out the second they introduced her, they could be like, they would be a force to be reckoned with. Totally. I just finished my wine. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think it's safe to say. I've been through a lot tonight. I don't even know what time it is, and I don't even want to know what time it is. It's 11.49. Fuck. No, it's 11.59. Ah! That's so much worse. I know. Okay. Okay. thank you guys for listening. Every two weeks to this podcast, it's very cool that you care about it. Yeah, thanks a lot. We care about you. We love you. And we love... Wait, what does she say? What is that thing in Chicago where it's like, I love you loving me or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, 
do we want to shout out the contest again? Is that what we were going to do? Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. The contest. The contest. Our website has details. You can go to clearizedfullheartsplusboos.com slash contest. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, should we say our stuff? (laughs) Do you want to just take the ending again where we, like, know what to do now? Okay. Okay, so you can um, go to our website clearizedfullheartsplusbooze.com if you want to enter the review contest that we mentioned at the beginning it's clearizedfullheartsplusbooze.com slash contest yes don't forget visit the site visit the site anyway because there's all kind every episode we've released like previously is on there you can listen in a beautiful nice layout everything's nice there it's all beautiful um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Clear Eyes Pod, which is where we do the most most of our communicating because it's our favorite platform. Most of our comedy. <laughs> um, you can also like us on Facebook at Clear Eyes Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Clear Eyes Pod. I still don't remember the password for Instagram. I was like, we're locked out of today. our Instagram account. Um, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I was literally going to be like, a lot of celebrities always say that they're locked out of their Instagram. And I was like, wait, we're not famous. <laughs> yeah, we're famous. We have 150 followers. Um, okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Good night. Bye.